Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians, to building a cohesive brand, to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business. The good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we are on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody. We have a mini-sode for you this week. We are going to be chatting about our biggest business failures and flops. We wanted to follow up with this mini-sode after the episode that came out on Monday about defining success because without there's no success without some form of failures, though we don't really believe in failures. It's true. It's true. We love a positive reframe around here as Enneagram 7s, and so we like to call failures lessons learned and experiences had. So, Morgan, tell us about your business failures. Woo! I am mentally preparing myself to feel so vulnerable after this. But I mean, with that, like, you're right. Like there are, there are no, there's no business failures. Like I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if it hadn't been for all of the lessons that I've learned along the way. And so I'm really just going to be focusing on Morgan Sinclair Designs, Eating Expedition and Weight Inclusive Business Academy and just things that I've learned over the years. I don't think there's one big failure amongst any of them, quote unquote failure feels like makes me cringe using that word, but here we are. I would say with Morgan Sinclair designs, my biggest lesson learned was not valuing my worth and undercharging for too long. And I'm kind of still in that right now. How I knew this came to be were a few different reasons. I started feeling resentful for some lower cost projects And it started to feel icky that I was doing the work that I was doing for a low cost. And I was like, okay, this is a a solid sign that I'm not charging my worth. The other one was, and this is very specific to business clients. I would not apply this to client work, like, like eating disorder client work. But I was talking to my business coach, my old business coach, and she was like, you have like a 90% discovery, 90% success of discovery call to someone booking with you, that's too high. You're charging too little. Mm. And so that made me very aware of it. And then just dealing with scarcity mindset, I would get people on discovery calls and would agree to do their project at a lower cost than what I wanted to, because I was scared that if I gave them my full rate, they would say no. Mm-hmm. And having to manage only making money if you're having clients, especially in that first year of business, was a it was a tough thing to grapple with. Oof, that is a hard one. And I think I, I've definitely grappled with that in the biz to biz space. And especially when you're starting out in your first year, you could there's also kind of the perspective of like, cool, yeah, I need experience, I need clients, like let's go. But there does come a point where you're like, no, I'm good at what I do, and my my work is my 
brain and my creative product. And Mm -hmm. so that there's something to be said for how much needs to be made from that. And that there's only so much capacity to do that. Absolutely. There's only so much time in the day. I can only work with so many clients in in a year. And so I need to recognize that. I think that will start shifting as I'm building out the new weight inclusive business Academy, because I will be able to offer services at different price points. And so that feels good because I think part of it has always been like, I'm so passionate about this community, about the weight inclusive community. And I want there to be like access to education around branding, marketing, web design. 100%. And so with the weight inclusive business Academy, this is something that's been in the works for a quite some time now. I actually put together a full course on branding, marketing, web design, and had a few beta testers go through that course at the end of 2019, which was two and a half years ago from when this is being recorded. And somewhere along the way, I just lost momentum. Part of that is dealing with the emotions of a pandemic, quitting my job, wasn't making money from the Weight Inclusive Business Academy as much as I needed to in order to like support myself. And so I think part of it too was like, technically I was just like working in flow, but it's something where I kick myself in the butt of like, if I would have just sat down and, and really marketed that, how would that impact what it's turning into be today? Mm. When you were talking about the dates, like 2019, I'm like, yeah, we hit a fucking pandemic right after that. Mm-hmm. Makes sense how that would shift your priorities. Yeah. But it's still hard. It's it's hard to it's hard to grapple with of like the what ifs, right? Of like the if I wouldn't have lost momentum. And I'm very thankful, you know, positive reframe right here. I'm very thankful for what it's turned out to be because I have restructured it so differently. And I think I only would have realized the need for that restructure with time in between that first kind of beta round first product versus what it is becoming. And then for the eating expedition, the biggest lesson learned for this is no one is going to love your business more than you do. I tried to crank out experiences and trips way faster than I should have with the expectation that my friends were going to support the business and agree to pay for these experiences and these trips. And that was so unfair of me to put that much of an expectation on my close network in order to bring my dreams to life. Damn, that one is hard. Cause I, I would feel that way too, of like, let's go do this fun thing together. I know all y'all love food and travel. Like, look what I made for us. And Yeah, that would be a tough thing to like own yourself. Like, oh, this was, this is a flop. This is a flop expectation. And then just in general, which I know we've talked about many, many times, huge lesson learned of whenever you don't stick to one project and see it all the way to fruition, you're never going to be able to pay yourself. There's many, many projects that I have started and I love, and I put all of my time and effort into, and then I'm like, "Hmm, I'm not making money from these yet. I need to shift my priority and my focus and manage my time better. I like that you use the word shift because that's how I always feel about failures and flops. It's like, okay, this didn't work out. It doesn't mean that it's doomed forever or like 
it's just written off. Although when I talk about what I've done, I've definitely written some stuff off. It's just something needs to shift, whether it's a reprioritization, whether it's a starting to charge for things, putting feelings out there, change the offering. There's so much that can be done with a quote unquote business failure if you want to make it something viable still. My favorite phrase, one of my favorite phrases is you can't fail if you keep pivoting. Oof. Yes. That is going on merch for sure. Ah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so those are my lessons learned and things that I uh, not wish I would have done differently because it got me to where I am today, but definitely lessons learned. What about you? Okay. So I have a couple things I'm not doing anymore that I would consider flops, even though at the time they were great and I just lost passion for them. So one of them is Nourish Your Knowledge, which is a a course for students to learn about health at every size and intuitive eating in all the areas of dietetics and then have like a Q&A. I used to do it with a co-host. It was fun for a bit. Same thing, started that 2019 pandemic hit had to prioritize, really lost passion for it, lost traction. Um, We had a couple really successful events. Like we sold some of our courses. We presented for a university group of students who all paid us really fairly and well. Like it was great. And we both decided to go different ways and not do it anymore. And so I call it a flop because it's not a thing I'm doing anymore. And like, there's so much it could have been but had to make the call of like, this isn't for me. This is for somebody else to be doing. And there are people out there doing it much better than I was. Another one is intuitive eating workshops. (laughs) So I hosted one, God, I think this was 2018. It was great. We did it with a yoga studio. It was me and a therapist. It was really fun. I love this therapist. It was a one hit wonder. Never did another one. I just like, I couldn't, I, didn't prioritize it. It wasn't for me. I sometimes I'm a person that likes to do something and it's like, Oh, I already did it. It's fine. Like, I don't feel like I need to do it again. And for some reason, intuitive eating workshops, that's what that was. Do you ever feel like you have to grieve the things that you're not doing anymore? I think in the moment. Yes. Like when we made the call to not do nourish your knowledge anymore kind of grieved that because we'd built a really good following. We had some good experiences and then it felt like a failure, right? Even Mm. though we were choosing to discontinue it, it still felt like, oh, what does this mean about me? There's an element of shame, but we made the call and that's what we do. Sometimes we don't just start a project and see it through forever and ever and ever. Like it doesn't always serve for us. So that one I did intuitive eating workshops not really. Cause I, I think I always told myself like, I can come back to this if I want to, which is right. still true. I just don't want to right now. That makes sense. I, whenever you're talking about things that you're not doing anymore and I was like, Oh yeah, there are things that I have also done that I'm no longer doing. And one of them is the soft and strong market where we sold merch. And it was one of those things where Kylie and I both just had other things that we wanted to prioritize. And so like leaning into that intuition feels really good. But there is a period where you're like, oh, like we're not doing this anymore. Like this is kind of sad. But then I also have to think, even though that closed, I now know how to create and sell merch. And that will carry on into many other aspects of 
my life and my businesses. And it's something I'm, it's an experience that I'm really thankful for. And that is why it's not a failure or a flop, but a lesson learned that you yes. carry into other projects. Yes. Yes. And then in my current businesses, some failures and flops at Nourish Colorado specifically <laughs> is I've cost the practice thousands of dollars from not having client cards on file and not holding people accountable in time to where they didn't rack up a giant bill that's happened in the past. That would really fucking sucked. Mm. And that's on me. Um, we tried to do meal support groups. I think right in the pandemic in the beginning, totally flopped, didn't market it well, wasn't specific enough. I think people have a hard time with virtual and wanting to get together with a group of random strangers and eat. Totally understandable. So that was a complete fucking flop. And then I lost traction on Instagram. I feel like I was for a while a trailblazer and posting profound things. And I just got so burnt out on social media and I just completely let Hannah RDN kind of fizzle out. And I post every now and again when I feel called to, but it's not my main marketing slash social media engagement. And sometimes I have some shame about that because I'm like, oh, the what could it have been? Mm-hmm. And so it feels a little bit like a failure of like, wow, I really could have kept up on this, whatever expectations or shoulds I was putting on myself. So that was a flop. The damn shoulds. The damn shoulds. But in general, I feel like a lot of flops that I've experienced have just been missed opportunities for multiple reasons, not having enough time to do all the things, over committing and under delivering, and then not delegating or asking others to help me with things so that I could do other, other stuff. And then when I don't ask for help, things flop. Mm, yeah, that's definitely a big one of, of having to rely on your team in order to get shit done. Yeah. We really just wanted to name these in a little, in a mini-sode because it can be so hard. And I know I'm definitely guilty of this and and looking at people's businesses and being like, wow, they're so successful. How did they get there? Not saying that y'all are looking at our businesses and saying, <laughs> wow, y'all are so successful. But I've definitely looked at other businesses and I'm like, oh my gosh, like they're so successful. How did they get there? It seems like everything's going right for them. And then you realize that they're like, 20 steps ahead of you, 20 plus steps ahead of you, years ahead of you even. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting to peek into like what didn't go right for them. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and, and you start to put these pieces together of like, we've tried all of these things. Some have flopped, some have pivoted, some are no longer here yet. All of them were vital stepping stones to get us to where we are today. 100%. Could you imagine if everything just went well and perfect? That almost would not be worth it either. No, because there's no challenge. There's no overcoming. There's no grit. It's like, yeah, that would be very strange and probably mess with your head. Yeah. Well, there's so much into it of like what we just talked about in the episode on um, that aired on Monday of like growth and constantly learning. And I feel like even in some of these biggest failures and lessons learned, like it has allowed me to build relationships with people and build connections. And I'm so grateful for everything that's come of it and still welcoming all of the upcoming failures and pivots and lessons learned because it's the only way that we accomplish the things that we want and show up in a way that feels in alignment with what we're meant to be doing. 
Absolutely. So we share all this to show it's really normal to go through failures. If you don't, something weird's going on and you can still get to where you want to go or where you're meant to go by having some flops along the way. Thanks so much for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to the pod on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please leave us a rating and review, share with the business bestie, and check out our website at weightinclusiveinnovators.com. We'll see you next week. Bye.